0: Welcome to the Rooted Podcast by Pursuit. This is season two, episode three. I'm gonna see how dramatic I get. We need some music, like the Law and Order SVU. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I've, never I've never watched the show. I've never watched episode that day in my life. But oh, you used to. You I, you were well, I was to addicted to it in, college. To in
1: college. It was bad. Don't don't it, go down that it river. Really it's depressing. It, it, don't do it. Dun,
0: dun, dun. Mm. So last time we were talking about what. Who you want to become right Oh, right.
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: um so you forgot no so this time we're gonna talk about persistence so the I, I like this um this quote if you don't quit you win like that i think that applies really well to disciples of christ like sometimes people sometimes it gonna it go get tough but like if you don't quit you win just stay steady stay forward keep moving forward um so talking about this today, let's just kick it off here with, well, where, where are we going? We talked last time about, you know, who, who's that you want to become? Um, what's that vision you have for your life? You mentioned that you're seeing people like making, like they're getting ready for the new year, they're making vision boards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ty so- and I were actually having this conversation the car the other day. We are talking about having a vision and that, that scripture of, you know, it's, without a vision the people perish and stuff. And she was so confused the whole conversation, kept asking questions about halfway through. She was like, I, she pretty much said that, like, I'm so confused. It can, she, she kept thinking in her mind, because we've explained so many times that you can have like open visions. Mm-hmm. And she was thinking open visions, not like vision as in a goal, because that's what I- would, Oh yeah, yeah and we, so we had to explain that to I her. I had to explain that. Okay. And she was like, okay, that totally makes sense now.
0: Yeah. I love whenever I'm talking to her about stuff and she says something like that. She's like, I don't understand what you're saying right now. And then I'll tell her and she's like, oh, so like this. I'm like, that's exactly right, mm-hmm. actually. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so what's our vision? Well, in the scripture we see a huge history, long history of God and man walking together. And nearly all these stories God called upon someone to partner with Him for, for God's plans and purposes. And in those Old Testament stories, typically God reveals a measure of Himself in the process and the person in scripture sees that and they count that as worthy of the cost. Like I'm, I'm, I see, they see the vision of God and they say, that's what I'm going after. Mm-hmm. And I think of like Abraham, Gideon, Isaiah, David, um, Elijah, Paul, these different, they, they had an experience, a glimpse of God. And they said, that's worth laying my life down too. Mm-hmm. So I think this is interesting. Proverbs 16 gives us some insight into planning our lives, having a vision for our lives, what we're going to do, our actions, and then God's role in it. So um, I'm going to read these four verses. Proverbs 16, verses 1, 3, 9, and 33. This is NLT. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. And I like this. So start looking at the first one. We make we make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Mm-hmm. Like we can we can plan, and I just couple that one with the other one. The Lord determines our steps. We can plan and have everything in motion, but God is going to be the one who says this is either where we're going or we're not. He'll He'll adjust. He'll move. He'll He will change the plans without us even realizing it. And when we're walking out those plans, He is the one who orders our steps in them. And that's where I kind of talked about how sometimes people will go after something, they get a vision and they're pursuing something and they hit that adversity and they're like, why, why is this happening? It's like, should I not do this? Is that, is that a sign to me that God doesn't want me to do this? I, when did that become a thing that whenever we hit adversity that was instantly assigned to us, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling some resistance here. So I don't know if this is where God wants me to go, because if God wants me to go there, then that means it's going to be St. rainbows John's and, and rainbows. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, where in Scripture did mm-hmm. we see that?
1: Like he told Abraham, like just get up and go, get all your bones. He didn't tell him where to go. Do you think that was easy? Paul got stoned to
0: death. Paul, you're the apostle to the Gentiles. Yeah. Yes, God. Here's a stone. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, think of all the prophets. I, I hate reading the, the prophetic books because I'm just like, you guys have the worst life ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate a strong word. but Yes, yes, I strongly dislike. Um, but no, it's crazy. Going back, Mekhi and I have had some really good conversations in the car the past week. Okay, we had that one over vision. But we recently, we were going, oh, we were driving to church the other day. And she was talking about how she missed um, a family um, that recently left the church to take a position somewhere else. And just like, why did they have to leave? And I said, well, they were just being obedient to what God has called them to do. And she was like, well, would we ever leave a, our hop? Like, she was like, distraught. And I said, well, if God told us to, we would. We would have to. And she was like, but why? And I said, because we gave up our right to have dreams and plans. Like, they're not our own anymore. Yeah.
0: We, can, said, we can have yeah. them? And then I, I the said, God, God said, can turn I them. I
1: said, yeah, we can, you know, I said, we can plan to stay at our hop forever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, but if God says, well, that's not my plan. I want you to go somewhere else. I said, then we have to go. And I said, because we are obedient to what God says, even if it's hard. And that was just a life lesson that we were having in the cart that, you know, our plans are not our own, that a lot of times being obedient isn't easy, Mm -hmm. you know. And 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 we were just talking about, I, you know, I know that, that family in the church that we miss very much. You no, know, I know that wasn't an easy decision for them. I know that was hard, and and we miss them. And I know if we ever had to leave, that that would be hard. And that's what I was trying to trying to get across to Kaya was that being obedient and following God's plan, most of the time it's not easy. It's hard. But that's what we're talking about. It's that adver- adversity yeah. that people hit. It's like. Well, in the world, this must not be of God. But in reality, we don't see that anywhere in the Bible.
0: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into a literal fire. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how more we can get there. Um, yeah. But, so we're, we're going we're gonna to jump into that a little bit here. But in um, getting back to talking about like where we're going, that vision, what, what are we giving ourselves to? Every successful person in history had a vision in their mind of what they were aiming for. I mean, there, some people they they maybe had a vision of I want to be, you know, the the greatest scientist in this specific field. Others said I want to be the person who discovers this, you know, or maybe explorers. You know, whenever there were, people were just you know, exploring all over the world, um, missionaries. You know, Hudson Taylor and some of the, the missionaries who took the gospel into places, and it and it cost them. Yeah. Um, it's what what are they aiming for? What what was the vision in their mind that maybe God had given them or that they had they had prayed and developed and said god this is this is the person that that I believe that you've you're calling me to become that you're you're asking me to steward my life into you know so I want to do that well in um, the podcast last year we talked about who we want to become, and that must be squarely in your mind, and your actions got to align with that like you it, if if God said, um, I'm trying to think of here, think of something here, um, something that would be specific, very specific to this. Try, I'm trying not to, um, I'm trying to be car- like, precise in what I'm saying here. Okay. But, um, sometimes people look at ministry now and it's like become a glamorous thing mm-hmm. in the sense of like almost kind of like idolatrous at times mm-hmm. Well if I could just have this specific position in ministry you know I'd be I'd be happy and, and that's not what we're talking about here about having a vision that's I, I want to get that across or, or if I could just be you know the next CEO or if I could just have my own business or own my own home I'd be happy then like that's not what we're going for here like you know that's not what we're talking about but having a vision of that's squarely rooted in the heart of God. You know, God if God's given you assignment as a pastor, then to it's not about like how many people you're pastoring. It's about are you faithfully shepherding the ones that God has given you. Mm-hmm. You know. So having a vision of someone who's I'm, I'm pastoring a church of seven hundred and fifty people and you know, this much of our congregation is tithing, and we have, you know, uh this many ministries going on at each time, and here's how large our volunteer pool is and um, you know, our young adults ministry is running this much, our youth friends this much, like, and really kind of like getting our identity from those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, those are all great things. But is your focus on being a pastor who pastors 750 people? We can go get 750 people and put them in a church, but no, it doesn't mean you're going to be doing anything good for the kingdom.
1: It's, I was about to say, is it going to be fruitful in the yes. right way? Yes, so, mm-hmm.
0: but is your vision to be someone who has the heart of a shepherd to pour in and to shape the image of Christ in those that, you're, that God has given you, regardless of if it's seven or 700. Mm-hmm. Like the, but then my actions have to align with that. Does that make sense? Is that, is that clear? Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm make sure I'm being clear in how I'm bringing that out. Um, so once we kind of we have that vision and we see, like, what's the next step here? Like, what, what gets us moving, typically for people? What, do you, what would you say?
1: Like, have like,
0: yeah so i'm thinking of like
1: usually they have goals
0: but like what, what happens before like usually people will begin i just think of like new year's resolutions where people get this like big ball of passion and motivation and they're just it gets them up off the couch mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually get things rolling um in the long term so think of like someone said they have vision of like i want to run a marathon in 2024 mm-hmm. and I make my new year's resolutions like that passion and motivation comes from new year's resolutions and but I want to read some statistics here like um this was the Ohio State University did put out earlier this year that nine percent of Americans that make a resolution complete them only nine percent
1: I feel like that's pretty high I thought it'd be a lot lower than that
0: 23 percent of people quit their resolutions by the end of the week that they make them Forty three percent of people quit their resolutions by the end of January. Yeah,
1: okay.
0: So passion and motivation are great for getting us off the couch, maybe into the word initially, maybe our first day on that 40-day fast that we're setting out for, or you know, that first day of one hour of prayer, you know, when we set out for that, that daily routine. But whenever we actually get to doing the thing, that's where we begin to experience the adversity of it. If someone doesn't regularly pray, saying, I'm going to pray for an hour, I, it may be comical to some people to say that, that they experience adversity, but they do because they are, they are nowhere near aligned with the person they need to be to pray for an hour.
1: That's what I was recently talking to somebody about, and I was just like, <clears throat> if you're wanting to get up like <clears throat> an hour earlier, don't start off that way. Try to go to bed an hour earlier for one, but like starting ten minute increments. Get up ten minutes earlier. Yeah. Then the next, you know, next week get up ten minutes more earlier. Like, you will fail if you set too lofty of goals.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we we have this like passion for something. I'm gonna I'm gonna start praying for an hour a day because the person that I want to become, the vision I see for myself is someone who prays is just a, a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. Just I'm going to battle. And you're day one in and you're just getting in it and you've prayed everything you know to pray and you look and it's been five minutes and 13 seconds and you have no idea what you are about to do for the rest of the hour. Mm -hmm. And then you say, well, maybe I'll just, (laughs) maybe I'll just uh, turn on some worship music or I'll turn on a podcast. It's like, well, that's not prayer. Worship music, that's not prayer what is prayer? prayer is communication with god. but because they don't regularly do that, it's difficult for them to do that, to start off with that. so that is a form of adversity because it's showing you, it's confronting the person you are and saying this is the gap between where you are and where you where you want to be, who you want to become. but what you said with the uh, making small adjustments. so I, instead of saying an hour a day, maybe by the end of the year I want to pray for an hour a day. Mm-hmm. May I start out with 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. Because the gap between who I am and that person at 10 minutes, praying for 10 minutes every morning, that's a very small gap mm-hmm. for most people. That's that is that's not so much adversity that I get overcome. Mm-hmm. But usually you find when you get in there for 10 minutes, you don't want to leave in 10 minutes. So that slowly begins to change and adjust. Same thing with fasting. Everybody call, Everybody's ready to call fast and they've just had a steak dinner. Like, Oh, we're, we're doing 21 day fast tomorrow. I just had a ribeye and I'm just ready to go and I'm submitted to the Lord. And the next day, man, they are, they're, what's coming out of their mouth?
1: Heavens. <laughs> I, I just I go back to, it was probably like six or seven years ago and we we're getting ready to do 21 day fast. And I just remember we were talking about what we we're going to do and you're just like, I'm going full 40 days. Just nothing but water. I was like, you sure? <laughs> that, Boss? Like, yes. Headlong. Like, you're so determined. I was like, I don't feel like that's it. no. I got this. Like we're going, me and Jesus, for forty days. I thought you're gonna die. thought <laughs> you're gonna. I think die. I
0: got thirteen days. You got into thirteen the... days
1: in. And I thought, well, that's it. I'm not gonna. I'm burying this guy. Um, so, yeah. My
0: body did not know what was happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you yes.
0: So because I hadn't developed a lifestyle of fasting, but yes. then, then it's like after that, I was like, well, maybe I should actually start regularly fasting. Mm-hmm. And make that become a part of my lifestyle. And then I should have some more extended fasts and continue to, to move into that. But,
1: but that, that goes back to what we're talking about when it comes to persistency is...
0: Persistency. Uh,
1: it, I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Um, but being persistent um, is the small changes, they become part of who you are. Yeah. They exactly become that. a lifestyle. Like you don't you may start off if you have a weight loss goal say and you may start out using my fitness pal to track all your stuff but once you're persistent and consistent then six months down the road you don't need my fitness pal because you know what you can and cannot eat and what's good for your body and what's you know
0: but six months down the road you'll develop a habit of it's using exactly. it and you it's won't a, stop using it's a it life,
1: you, it's yeah. a lifestyle like yeah,
0: yeah. it becomes something that, that aids you so persisting is keeping moving forward in the face of adversity, consisting is doing the same thing well over and over and over again. And I look at that and I think, okay, well, with New Year's resolutions and people wanting to start new lifestyles and all these different things, they have all this passion, but passion and motivation are like in they're in short supply as soon as you hit adversity. That adversity may look like the goal you've set for going to the gym or it may look like I want to read so much scripture a day. I want to. Uh, I want to pray so much a day. Like God's calling me to do this, and I don't. You know, and, I, and I've got to do it all right now. It's like no.
1: I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the whole Bible in a year, and then you hit Leviticus.
0: You get hung up there, like March to December. You're just stuck in Leviticus.
1: No, that's when people. That's at the end of January. Yeah, that's people what I'm just quit. <laughs> it just, They're it just, just like, stops. no. I'm sorry. Sorry, Lord.
0: <laughs> but this is where we have to become resolute, and we have to do the things that need to be done to become that person. If I'm if I'm saying my my goal is to become a person who is, like oh, I am a disciple of Christ, so that's who I am. And I'm going to do the things that a disciple of Christ does. Well, that's where I'm going. That's, that's how I'm going to get there. That's how I'm going to see that, that fulfillment of that in my life. So I have to do the things that need to be done. So when passion and motivation may get me off the, off the couch, but the habits, the determination are what's going to help me persist whenever it's not fun. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about now is like when it's not fun. So Luke 18, one through eight is about the persistent widow. Um, I was actually talking to Paul Warford about this the other day. And so it's funny. It's This has been a common thing lately in conversations, persistence, uh, consistency, things like that. So Luke 18, one through eight says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Persistence, always pray, not give up. And will not God bring about justice for His chosen ones who cry out to Him in day and night? Will He keep putting them off? I tell you, He will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on the earth? So this persistent widow experienced adversity when it came to getting her request answered. She kept showing up every day and just going and going and going, and it was just wearing the judge down. But she had—he did the, what the judge didn't know—is that every time she did that it was just like stealing her resolve to keep doing that. She showed up on Monday. I want justice. Judge I'm not listening to you. Okay. She gets up on Tuesday. I want justice. And every single day, the repetition of this, like it was not going to stop. It was actually just getting worse for him. Mm-hmm. And he knew that. He knew that she wasn't going, the more she did it, the more she was going to keep doing it. Um, so this adversity could have stopped her, but She made up in her mind that each day she was going to continue to do this. And what does that look like for us? I I experience adversity when I step out to do the thing that God's called me to do, to to move towards being the person that that I want to become that. You know, I feel like this is who God is wanting me to be. Maybe that's I want to be a good husband. Well, what does that's not really very clear? What is What does it mean to be a good husband? I want to be a loving, caring, intentional husband. Okay, now we've got some words in there we can work with. Well, what does it look like to be a loving husband? Well, it looks like being patient. And then what happens is I get in a situation and I can see that I don't have any patience. And I think, well, if if I use the mindset we talked about before, well, I'm, I'm, this doesn't feel easy, so I don't know if it's the will of God. Well, that was pretty stupid right there. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a, If you applied that logic to that situation, you can see the issue with it. Mm-hmm. But I look at that and I say, oh no, for me to become that person, I've got to go through this because, fun fact, I'm transformed as I go through the adversity. Mm-hmm. So as I'm confronted with my shortcoming here, then I yield myself to the Lord and say, I don't have patience. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I don't have love. And I need that. I need you to bring that into my life. I need that to rule in my life. And then what happens is the next time I'm confronted with a situation and I feel like my patience is about to run dry, all of a sudden I remember and I I, oh now it's actually starting to that that was actually a little easier last time. I was actually, okay, I, I stayed a little more patient. Maybe it wasn't the best, but it was better. And I see that over and over and I keep making pass forward in that direction. So I'm consistently doing this. I'm pers- and I'm persisting in the adversity and whatever that is. I, you know, I. We need to steward our lives. We need to be making movements forward, mm. and but forward doesn't look like what your Instagram looks like. Mm. Forward looks like you and the Holy Spirit sitting down and saying, "Who who am I going to become? How do I steward my life?" How do I steward what you've, the grace you've put on my life? Um, and then I began to go along that path. And when I hit that adversity, that's when I go, God, oh we, I just, I just hit an obstacle that I can't get past. I need your help. Because I'm, I'm finding now that it's almost like I imagine um it's like a key card. I walk up to a door and To get through that door, to become the person I want to be, be a patient person, I have to have the right access. And I walk up to that door and I hit the uh, red. That's me losing my patience, losing my temper, flying off the handle, whatever it may be. And I'm like, okay, so I don't have the right access here. I can't, I can't, it doesn't matter what I do. I can't get through that door. But as I begin to be transformed, one day I go to there and I hit that key card, green light. Oh, I've actually, I've actually changed. My access has actually changed here. Something has been modified where now I can go, I can move forward in that direction. Um,
1: And it it goes with, um, it's something that Kai and I talk about a lot. Like, it's not just your words, but it's your actions. You know, when we're talking about being persistent, like you can say things all day, but until, like you said, we're talking about being patient, like when you're actually in that moment and you stop, and you're, you know, you change your action. You know, um, I just happened to to see a news article the other day, and I don't even know who this woman is because I never followed her or whatever. But it was apparently like a very popular, like, uh, social media influencer, some sort of influencer who had like their own YouTube channel. This woman did on parenting. Like, she was like this big parenting guru or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the other day in court, she literally just pled guilty to like four counts of child abuse to her own kids. Mm-hmm. And it's th- I'm thinking, so she was real good at talking the talk. Yeah, but, but she wasn't the scenes, actually the person. But behind the scenes, her actions were a totally different mm-hmm. thing. And like, in this day and age, especially with social media, we have that, yeah. that's so social prevalent social. everywhere when it comes to being persistent. Like, we can, if you know, if your goal is to, you know, lose 50 pounds, blah, 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 and you're taking gym self- selfies Every day in January, then come kind of February, your Instagram's not looking like gym selfies anymore. I mean,
0: if, you, if, you're not, if you're not developed that lifestyle of that person you want to be, <laughs> that,
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we want to put up a, a, a personification like, of someone, but if our actions behind the scenes, like you said, that access code, like we could tell everybody, Oh, I got access to that. I got access yeah, to that. I'm that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he knows. He knows who we really are and he knows who he wants us to be. But if we keep putting up this front of, oh yeah, well I'm this, I'm this, but then behind the scenes we're not putting in the work. Yeah. You know.
0: But I don't think I don't think that we I don't think I start off by saying though, so let me let me kind of share my thought on this here. I say I'm a disciple of Christ, mm-hmm. even if my life doesn't look like it right now. Because that that causes me to confront the fact that if I'm saying that's who I am, and my life is out of sync with that, then that's a problem that needs that needs to be an adjustment. Like, but if I keep saying that and no adjustment happens, now I'm moving further and further out of harmony with
1: my like actions and my words. Inconsistency, like yeah. you're talking about. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, and a lot of times people will they hit that adversity and then they back off, but they they never move forward. But they they, they they get stuck right there and then maybe they say well i don't know if this is what god wants me to do and they come up with those kinds of things or you know worse they may say well this is just the best i can do i'm a patient person this is just as patient as i can be mm-hmm. you know uh, we're, we're all we're only human it's like no actually you are y- you have been transformed like you are dirt filled with glory like there's a, you're a different kind of human being now you're like jesus like you have been touched with divine nature you're not just human, you know. Um, so, whenever whenever we're talking about this, it's it's one thing to have a vision, but we actually have to say, "Well, how am I going to get there? What what? How am I going to see the fulfillment of this thing I'm aiming at? Being a, being a disciple, I am a disciple now. What does it look like to see that fulfilled? Yeah. You know, what
1: what actions are going to help me be persistent in this?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what actions do I need to take, and then how do I be persistent in this? So I think if um, I mean if someone's like, "Well, I'm I'm studying to be a a nurse," you know, well, okay, you're you're studying to be a nurse, but in your mind, like you you are a nurse. Like this is where you're going. Okay, this is this is who I see myself as in three years when I finish this program is I am a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to begin to make the adjustments in my life now that are going to make me that, that person when I get there. It's not just about having a good education. There's, there's characteristics you need in your personality to be a good nurse. I worked in healthcare, care. Mm-hmm. Seen good and seen bad. <laughs> it's, they're, they're there. Uh, why, why am I waiting for this point where I've been given this, this blessing that okay now you're a nurse, okay? Well, now I'm going to start doing the things that a nurse does. Well, now you're late in the game, mm-hmm. you know. That doesn't mean you can go out and just start practicing nursing or a doctor practicing medicine. Um, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I had to. I was actually driving to work one day and I was praying about discipleship, and I was thinking about you know I just want to be I want to be a good disciple. I want to be I want to be a disciple of Christ. And the Holy Spirit was like, "You are a disciple." And I was like, "Well, I, but you know, I don't, I don't." My life doesn't really feel much like it looks like a disciple. Okay, well, let's start with the fact that you are a disciple. Mm-hmm. And now let's make the adjustments that need to be made so that you line that that what you are walking out daily lines up with who you say you are. Yeah. So but when we hit that adversity, that all that is is as an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to say, Oh, here, we're gonna make an adjustment. Um, so James Lane Allen, he's a Lexington, Kentucky native. Like if you're around Lexington, you see a lot of stuff with his name on it sometimes. Uh, if you're paying attention, maybe you don't pay attention, but you know. uh, he died early 1900s. But he said, adversity does not build character, it reveals it. Um, I've heard a lot of like Navy SEAL leaders say that uh, they, don't, they don't make SEALs, they reveal them. Like you show up as a SEAL already, they just uncover you. Um, is it Michelangelo said that with the, with the sculpture of, of David that he didn't he didn't create that sculpture, he just freed him. Like he he saw him in in the marble, he just freed him. Um I think that's pretty neat. But sometimes that makes people think, well, if it's not already in me, then I can't I can't do it. Like, that's kind of like a logical thought with that. You know, if I want to have good character but I'm putting in adversity and I see that I don't have good character, well then this is just who I am and I can't change. Mm-hmm. And that's actually not true because we have the Holy Spirit and we can. We can be transformed by the renewing of our mind, the renewing of our entire being by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives.
1: I think that that's the whole point, you know, it, to be changed into the likeness of Christ. You know, you are a new creature and to renew your mind because if we don't make that decision to change, then you're, that's where you you know have generations and generations of people that are just the same. And, and not in a good way, you know what I'm saying? Because someone did not take the, the, the opportunity and uh, the, the hard way to, to turn and say, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it different.
0: So and let's look at this in the life of a, of a disciple. And we're already at 30 minutes. I, know. I, th- I thought we were going to land this plane a little early. Um, in the life of a disciple, and say, I just, God, I just want you to transform me. Okay, so you've been transformed and you're being transformed. Mm -hmm. So what kind of transformation are you wanting to take place here? I just want to be free from this. I just want to be free from sin. Oh, okay. Well, let's go to Galatians 2.20. You were co-crucified with Christ. Adam's dead. Sin's been dealt with. You're no longer a sinner. I hear people say that. I'm a sinner saved by grace. It's like, you're not a sinner. You're either a sinner or you're saved by grace. Which one is it? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a saint. I've been saved by grace. But then why do I see these things in my life? Oh, that's because you developed habits in your life that was going this direction. Mm-hmm. And now the Holy Spirit is doing a transformat- transformative process in your life. So you're experiencing adversity. And it's like, well, then what do I do? Well, that's revealing that, that's giving you an opportunity for it to be revealed who you really are. Because when I experience that adversity and it doesn't line up with with the life of Christ in me, I don't look at that and go, well, this is just who I am and I can't do anything about it. This is what my life looks like right now, but Jesus is what my life is supposed to look like. I lean into the Holy Spirit and He begins to mold and transform and I begin to see these things change.
1: Yes. I mean, it goes right along with you here on the time. Like People are like, well... I just have an issue with my temper or anger because my mother had an issue with her temper and anger. And then my grandmother did, and it's just a generational thing. And I'm just like, it's a learned habit. Literally you did not learn how to deal with your emotions because your mother didn't learn how to deal with her emotions and her mother didn't learn how to deal with her emotions and no one stopped to learn how to deal with her emotions Yeah. and take it to God and say, God, help me not have a temper. Help me not get angry. It's exactly right. I mean, I've had to, I've had to do that a lot in life with things, but it's not a generational curse on me. It's literally learned habits that,
0: yeah. And when we when we set out on the path of becoming um, someone, for instance, who is a living example of Christ, a disciple of Christ, we experience adversity. Like you can call it the crucible, the furnace, the wine press, however else you want to see it. It reveals, it reveals where you are currently at, but it's an opportunity. For it to be revealed, the Holy Spirit in you, that, has that trans- He has the transformative power to mold you, to shape you, to help you get past that obstacle. So as a disciple of Christ, I may find that fire is revealing something I don't like, but I simply submit to God and I humbly ask for His help. And when I do that, I find that the life of Christ begins to flow in that area of my life and then that transformation begins to take place. Mm-hmm. Like That adversity revealed that to me. But if I have this mindset of, oh, it's hard, it's difficult... Maybe this isn't the will of God. It's like, no, it is the will of God. It, you are experiencing something that is trying you. Mm-hmm. And when we flip over to, we're going to read some scripture here. Um, but you
1: can, you can choose not to change in that situation. Though. You can, you and you'll stay approach, right there. Exactly.
0: And then that will, you'll still have this vision,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you'll never get there. And now your life is going into that inconsistency, which is full of frustration and doubt and depression, and anxiety. No boy, no.
1: I can, I can never get past this. I'm just. I'm just going to be in this state forever. It's just not meant to be for me. Well, no. Stop speaking death of yourself. Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. But then whenever we ask God for help and we find that that life of Christ flows into us, then I go back into that fire, that crucible, that wine press, whatever it is. Same situation again. But now I see a little less of that old dead me, Mm -hmm. those tendencies, those habits, those things I developed. Those things flow out, but more of the living God flows out. Mm -hmm. And I see, oh... He's transforming me as I continue to encounter this. I had somebody pray that over me one time years ago. I just now remembered it. His name is uh, um, uh, it's a guy up in Indiana. He's a real cool guy. Um, but he was praying for me. He said, God, I pray that you wouldn't make this easier. I pray that you would make that boulder bigger so that the more he presses against it, the stronger he gets. And one day... He'll be. He, you will make him strong enough to move that thing out of the way, make it more. He prayed this over me, and I was like, "What are you doing? I just, Do you hate I just sat for like two hours and kind of like got, tried to get counsel from you. He's, a, he's quite a bit older than me. He's a pastor. He's been doing this for a while, and then he prays that, and I was like, that. But I look back on that, I'm like, that's that's probably one of the best prayers I've ever received, and God has, God has answered that. It's it's I feel. Like that's one of the things I felt like God's answered, answered more consistently than anything else. But uh, Romans 5, 1 through 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith and we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him we also have obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So over time, I begin to see that this adversity is, it's making me into the person that can triumph over it. If I keep going to the gym and I'm picking up a certain weight, Mm -hmm. that weight is causing me to have to transform to be able to pick it up more efficiently. And then there's, there's a day where that weight's not a problem anymore. Mm -hmm. I have triumphed over over it because I have went through it. Mm -hmm. Like, the um, yeah, there's a there's never mind, I, yeah there was gonna, I was going to share a quote but pass on that. Um, if I don't give up during adversity, I will eventually overcome it. I'll overcome the obstacle and I will move further down that that path. So we have to know who we want to be. Where are we going? You know, why are we going there? What's our focus? What are we putting our life to? What are, what's what's our actions? What direction are we going? Those we those things are great. And then we start moving in the path. And after we start moving on the path, we find don't have so much passion and motivation anymore. That's why I have to set my mind to, I'm gonna do this thing consistently because that's, this is the thing that the person does that I wanna become. I wanna become a guitar player. Guitar player plays a guitar. If I'm saying I'm a guitar player and I'm not playing a guitar, I've created an inconsistency in my life. I've created a problem. But then what happens when I hit the adversity? I have to push through it. And in the adversity, the Holy Spirit brings transformation in me. And He begins to transform me into the person that actually looks like what I'm trying to become. So we have to have adversity. We have to persist. If you don't quit, you win. Anything you want to add?
1: It's so good. It's been my constant struggle with laundry. (laughs) Thinking in my mind, Lord, you've helped me so much this year. Thank you. We're going to keep going. (laughs) gonna get there gonna be persistent
0: i love that super spiritual ending you put on that it's wonderful i
1: mean it, it spoke to me the holy spirit it's is speaking it. to me about my laundry yeah.
0: habits you just persist in that laundry that pile of clothes is not gonna overcome you
1: no fold it put it away sam yes
0: i love it that will be what people will remember from this
1: oh well then you can come encourage me to fold and put away my laundry <laughs> for five six people every
0: day <gasps> all right anything else Well, that is Season 2, Episode 3 of The Rooted Podcast by Pursuit. Go do what Jesus said.